It's our second three episodes talking about our digital first Spider-Girl, Spectacular Spider-Girl series next here on the Spidey Dude Radio Network YouTube, or if you're listening on audio, your favorite podcasting catcher. If you're subscribed to the show on your favorite podcasting catcher, you'll see that our most recent episodes are available out now. So hopefully you're all caught up with our latest of our live stream. If not, thank you for listening. I want to tell you everyone about our great shows here on the Spidey Dude Radio Network before we get started. Uh, shows like the Vault series, such as Clone Saga Chronicles, Spectacular Radio. Clone Saga Chronicles is a show about the 1990s Clone Saga and the Clone Saga-related characters that started everything on the network. Spectacular Radio, hosted by Greg Bashansky, is a show all about 2008-2009 animated series of the Spectacular Spider-Man that ran on Kids WB for Season 1 and Disney XD for Season 2. With a, the frequent guest being executive producer of the program, Greg Wiseman, and that covered every single episode of the series. Amazing Spider-Man Classics. This first season was three guys talking about Spidey from the beginning with season two being a father and son duo, Jack and Javi Trujillo doing it themselves. Spectacular Spidey Stabby Semi-Era Podcast is a podcast hosted by Chris Dedman about the uh, about the era of Spectacular Spider-Man drawn by our pal Stabby Semi, starting with the death of Gene DeWolf and up to the Clone Saga. Voices from the Eerie A Gargoyles Podcast is hosted by Greg Bashansky and Jennifer L. Anderson covers the Gargoyles animated series with co-creator Greg Wiseman and Books of X, which the first episode is available live now here on YouTube, is a Patriot will be a Patreon first show hosted by Neil Bogan Writer that post talks about the Krakoan era of X-Men from the beginning. Finally, of course, the sister program of the show is the Spidey Dude Experience, the show all about Spider-Man and his world. Uh, where we talk about Spidey's modern day stories. You can find the archives of the show here and the rest of the shows over on spidey-dude.com. The links are down in the description below. And as we do every episode, we mention our friends over at patreon.com slash Network. Friends like Vakeman, Scott, Greg, Kale, Phoenician, Georgia, Cindy, Jessica, Catherine, Keegar, Laura, Master Dramon, Ed Reynolds, Allison Farquhar, and our newest Patreon listeners, Vicky, Scott, Janelle, Vanessa. Also, it's I, I don't have him in my notes, but he just became a Patreon subscriber. Um, Winnipeg Spidey is also a Patreon subscriber. So thank you guys for all and girls for all your support of the shows, all the shows here on the Spidey Radio Network. Perks include getting exclusive ex- episodes like Books of X, video editions of Voices from the Eerie. We got some commentaries of the MTV series coming soon and more. And if you're listening to the audio edition of the show, please play it. No mind that we'll be making references to visual aids and the live comments. Since these are live streamed on our YouTube channel. So our audio listener, leave us that five star review on your favorite podcasting catcher, and we will read any and all feedback on the show. Thanks in advance. If you're watching us live or after the fact, give us that like that share and that subscribe. As always, I'm joined by Kelly McDaniel. Hello, Kelly. Hello. Hello. A lot of, a lot of things to get through before we got started. <laughs> That was that was a mouthful this time. Got to find a way to condense this, man. Yeah, no, I'm 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 gonna I may have to. uh, uh, um, Yeah, I'm gonna have to redo the uh, redo the intro, but uh, especially now that we keep getting more Patreon subscribers, because like, holy crap! (laughs) So (laughs) I mean, it's not a bad thing. It's not. It is not a bad thing. So, um, Kelly, what books are we discussing tonight? We are discussing uh, superior, spectacular. Don't even want to go there. Let's not put that out into the world. Uh, But spectacular Spider-Girl digital comic issues five through eight. All right. 
We got people in the comments saying hello. We got SoFlo and Vinkman saying hello Hi. to us. Thanks for thanks for joining us. Um, so <laughs> news. Um, yeah. What, what we want to talk about? We want to talk about the news. The news. Uh, I mean, there there is a baby May. I mean, we knew that she was happening, but she was in the new trailer, and she's adorable. And it's not the concept art, which I'm glad about because I wasn't 100% sure that that was actual, like, final artwork. So uh, she has auburn hair, um, right. obviously with the lighting. It could be red, could be brown, because uh, they're in some strange, futuristic, uh, red-blue mood lighting. Um, so, But it's more auburn-colored, it yeah. looks like, and blue eyes. No, uh, no duo colors. No Kate Bosworth here. I love Kate Bosworth, but she's the only one that can pull it off, y'all. I didn't even know she had multicolor eyes. You don't go back and watch Superman Returns, hmm. and and look at her eyes. One's brown, I, one's blue. I will have to. I'll have to do that. Yeah. Um. Obviously, uh, you also uh, got in trouble with Zuckerberg by making a meme, so that was fun. I I did. Um, I mean, I understand why I more just beside myself because it was inside the image. I just didn't edit that word because I edited a lot of words, just not that word uh, in response to. So ridiculous. Um, I'm a, sorry. Well, no, no, it was. It was a ridiculous comment from someone. Um, not going to say who, but obviously, uh, you know, it's someone that is fairly known in the community, likes to present themselves as a voice for the Spider-Man fandom. Even though they want. Nope, not going to go there. Nope, I was about to go there. I'm not going to go there. But um, anyway, I generally respect the guy. So I'm kind of beside myself because it went too far. Um, and uh, that's why I chose to make the meme. I thought it'd be more of a positive, fun spin on it than attacking the guy. And of course, by the time I finished the meme, uh, the, the bad take had been deleted. Um, so... <laughs> just gonna move on from that you're welcome america yeah. anyway it's a cute meme <laughs> i don't care it's it's cute the meme was adorable yeah, i'm sorry it, it's the brooklyn 1999 90, meme um where uh what's her face gets a dog so mm -hmm. it's literally that it's it's not anything serious <laughs> like, <laughs> i'm just saying I've, I've only had a uh, baby only had this world this uh movie baby may for a day and a half but uh there is no slander no uh death wishes on her shall we put upon her yeah i mean even um, even ron Prince was like a, you know he approved of the meme so back yeah. off everybody back off zuckerberg well okay look i it, think it was an automatic thing and i kind of understand why i should have because if we can't say it on YouTube, if we can't say the word on YouTube, we probably shouldn't have it posted on Facebook. <laughs> but the fact that it was in the image because it was this, it was literally like quoting the, from the TV show. Yeah, like it was a subtitle from the scene of the TV show. You could probably play the clip on on Facebook. Like that's the crazy part of to me is that you can probably play the clip on Facebook and, okay, and it wouldn't trigger Okay, but here's the thing. If I state men are trash on Facebook, I will get an automatic 30-day ban. It happens to every female that says it. Please make that make sense. L listen, Facebook overlords, stop. 
just, just, just do I do I think we need to have a free for all? Not necessarily, but can we have some common effing sense? Okay, so the thing that I thought was funny though is it said that it incited violence, <laughs> even though it was about. <laughs> even though I'm pretty sure the the issue at hand was the the line about uh destroying no. someone destroying myself yes yeah yeah that's what i think is funny we're not having we're not having to force ourselves to be fox censors like the 90s show you know they can never use the word it's fine. you know we're good like it's just funny i'm i'm really not that upset about that part that was really just really Funny. It was hilarious. Like it was, it's stupid. It's really. I was stupid. trying. I was trying to turn something that, like, honestly, really did, like, something that, like, really, I'm still just beside myself, even remotely, like, happened. Because mm -hmm. that original tweet that spurred all of that was really just like way too far. It was oh, way dude. too. It was way too inappropriate. I don't care if he thinks it's hilariously. Uh misunderstood or whatever it's not come on dude it wasn't great it wasn't funny it was, it was over the like it, it was it crossed a line it was it was inappropriate so again yeah. um you know i tried to make light of it and have some fun with it and um and, and look Mark Zuckerberg it, it, did not appreciate my my joke no. <laughs> uh, the bad thing the, the other thing about that whole thing was that whole that whole situation is there's this uh, there's some bad faith arguments being made and we using using the baby mayday as as a as a means to I well I don't think I really so this is the thing it's not that deep yeah they had this plot line set up because of the way that it's an older Peter Parker and this is you know he was talking about do I want kids like I mean he literally drops that line at the end of the first movie mm -hmm. it wasn't a throwaway line apparently. Okay, which we had had that discussion that it might not be. It seemed very likely it probably wouldn't be. So here we are, where he is now a father. Mm -hmm. This obviously is not going to change Marvel editorials' minds. I think that that's kind of insane to assume. And I will agree. Some people are taking, like, on both sides, people are taking it too far. Um, My favorite tweet was, like, somebody was, you know, using the Ben Riley. Anyway, well, you, they were using Ben Riley and Baby May to like make the point of like, hey, uh, Hollywood's giving every giving a Marvel editorial a middle finger, and the, and then Nick was like, no, I'm I'm just excited as you to see the movie, and then like, yeah, everybody... and then everybody's upset over Nick Lowe saying I'm excited to see the movie, and it's like it, there's nothing that's it's not that serious, like y'all, he has to enforce mandates, and we may or may not agree with how he is agreeing to enforce said mandates. But, you know, I don't think he has anything like he doesn't have some person. Well, he might have a personal vendetta against Ben Riley. Just saying. But I don't think he has a personal vendetta against Mayday. I don't think he has like some kind. I don't think it's that personal. I don't like it it's so strange. It's kind of like, do you go into your job and have like these intense feelings about things that happen? Because after a while, I sure don't. <laughs> it's a job. Like y'all, and he can have his personal feelings and enjoy a movie that isn't in the six one six. Yeah, yeah. Despite what, I, despite what, um, you know, I, I 
we were we got into that debate on um our live stream that we did which if you have not checked that out be sure to check out uh after you get done watching this episode um we did the live stream reaction show and so like yeah you know it's one of those things um yeah well i mean and like i said it's it's a kid it is a family cartoon it's kind of like how everybody's like all the critics are bashing super mario brothers i watched it it was cute i don't understand the anger is it perfect no but it's not made for like it's not made for an adult it's not highbrow art it, you know what like it's a children's film this movie spider-verse now of course spider-verse is going to be art because the first one was it's great it's perfect you gotta even um, but you know what i mean like it's it's a family film <laughs> calm yes. down y'all calm thy tatas guys like like it's, 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 like i'm just it's more like look there's a baby i'm excited i don't care uh i'm my butt is going to be in the seats may or may not cosplay i don't know yet i know we were joking on the discord about baby may cosplay um <laughs> and possible, how, needs to see, nobody needs to see me in baby may cosplay that, that you know how that basically is me uh because i'm in mismatched clothing today since i worked from home yeah. but you know it doesn't it, it, it come on y'all and just just enjoy the ride have some fun have a, embrace the whimsy embrace just being happy like i it's okay like it's okay if it's not your jam it's not your cup of tea it's okay if the character is not something you really care for you're not the audience so just enjoy the ride have some fun dude you do you know how excited i am to take my kid to this movie like i'm super excited I, it, it's one of those things i get to sit there and, and take my kid to a spider-man related film that's not live action that we can sit there and just enjoy ourselves and i get to be a big kid and you know she gets to be a kid and she gets to enjoy it and you know i the my ex-wife's nephews loves loved the first one and i know they're gonna love this one exactly it's like gabe loved the movie i i mean now of course i i forced it on him but you know that's neither here nor there. Uh, well, yeah. You didn't hear you didn't hear the deadpan. Uh, we were watching Thor: Love and Thunder, right? And they had the first trailer on it. And Gabby looks at me and just goes, "So uh, we're gonna go see that, I guess, Dad." And I was like, "I don't know. Do you want to go see it?" And she goes, "Yeah, I'll go see it with you." I was like, "Are you excited?" And she goes, "Are you excited?" And I was like, "Well." Yeah, I'm excited. She goes, well, then I'm excited. I'm like, well, that's because she just she wants to spend time with you. And she's now associating those movies with spending time with you. And see, again, that's what movies are for. Exactly. Enjoy the movie or don't go see it. This is no, kind of just no, in fandom no. as general. Like, let's stop. Yeah. <laughs> Except no for Neil. Neil has to be mad. Like, that's a like the invisible contract and his crawl space clause. He has to be angry, especially at color. Um. <laughs> could be taken wrongly out of context i am meaning wow. the yeah. color yeah. on the comics page sorry Ew. whoever the colorist is yes anyway it's, anyway yeah. um what i'm gonna say is 
it's if it's not your cup of tea, if it's not working for you, walk away. There's no reason to be angry. There's no reason to sit here and say, I'm going to go to this convention and I'm going to give them a piece of my mind and I'm going to tell them exactly what's what. Don't waste your time like that, dude. Like, don't sit there and you don't need to spend time at a panel just to tear that person down. That person came there. Obviously, they're getting paid, but they're not getting paid that much. They took their time to travel to see their fans. You're not a fan? Okay, cool. Don't waste your time spouting hate. That's not the place for it. Like, you know, you get a chance to say your your feelings and your comments, you know, good and bad in the letters page. If your letter doesn't get picked up, that's a whole other situation. But what are you doing? <laughs> I'm understanding your reference that you're that you're referencing the person you're referencing. I'm Stop. sorry. <laughs> but the whole thing that you know what I mean, like, well, it's, it's I'm actually not referencing um, who you think I'm referencing. Oh, OK. I, I thought you were referencing. multiple people have stated this this thing. And this is where this is coming from. It's not just one person. I can count at least three. So, again, this is my thing. It's mm-hmm. not the play like just. There's no, this world sucks. There's no sense in like bringing yourself down because you're upset. Just go back, read the things that bring you joy. And you can come back to it later or find something new. It's okay that things are not okay. Yeah. Like like what we're doing tonight. We're we're reading things that are bringing us joy. We are. Uh, Although... We'll talk about it because uh, I I do have to preface. I have egg on my face. So do you because you agreed with me uh, in Mr. and Mrs. Spider-Man where we were like, I don't know. I don't think this is Renee. It was Renee. It was Renee. Anyway, because we were, <laughs> we could both of us could not remember what transpires in Renee's scenes uh, that we go over in these issues, but that's because I don't reread these as much as I should, because if I want to reread something, I do tend to reread um, Spider-Girl and Amazing more often than Spectacular. And we are learning that we should not do that. We should totally read all of it. (laughs) All at once. Yeah. because, yeah. (laughs) Because there's a lot of people that read this and maybe they don't read the other stuff. I mean. Well, and see, and that's possible. So, but yeah, so yeah, so again, I think that we're all, uh, we're all going to read some good because we are eventually going to have to read some bad that involves Mayday and we're going to want to go back to these. (laughs) With that, um, I don't think I have any, uh, like housekeeping or anything like that. Um, and I actually wouldn't have gone in that in depth in the news segment had you not brought up that tweet, which then went back into, man, this fandom is broken. Uh, not Spider-Girl <laughs> fandom. We're good. Uh, but the Spider-Man <laughs> fandom is pretty broken right now. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So. Don't sue me, Spider history. No, JR, totally sue him. He doesn't own anything. So I don't know what JR would sue you for, but yeah, he I can know. sue you. 
Um, all right. So we discussed that Amazing Spider-Man family had come to an end last episode with issue eight. This left the publishing side of things in a state of flux without an anthology series to call home. The books will be published exclusively on Marvel Comics Digital Unlimited, which I am so glad they changed the name. Uh, <laughs> this would change, but this causes about a two month gap between the release of the digital comics and the reprinting. Uh, they're reprinting in the in the books instead of it being the same month or a few weeks difference at this point in uh, brand new day the publishing line had began their publishing initiative of the gauntlet where peter is slowly being driven to the point of exhaustion and each of his classic villains are being tweaked and reimagined all of this is going to be leading to the grim hunt where everything would come to a head we didn't know it at the time but this be would begin the wind down towards grim hunt omit and origin of the species and therefore the end of the brand new day era ushering in the beginning of the dan slot era starting with the big time storyline this first, the first issue is notable uh, of Web of Spider-Man because it is the first time J.M.D. Mateus wrote Kane in a long time. So he wrote that he wrote a Kane story in that issue, and there's some deep cuts going into this issue, but we'll explain them as we go. And so, unlike what we've been doing lately, our breakdowns will be alternating for the first time in a while. So uh, Kelly does. Uh, uh, do we want to say why we're alternating? Because uh, I got to dictate, and there's special scenes in uh, issue seven that I just feel like I want to go over. And then, of course, in issue five, the Jersey <laughs> Devil. There are cryptids. <laughs> so I must talk about cryptids <laughs> as as a local cryptid, as a as a local Spider-Man cryptid, the the elusive actual girl fan. <laughs> so kelly has issues five and seven and i have six and eight uh i have six and eight because they have uh, dark devil and kane and therefore um i'm going to like those better so um as we noted in the last episode each of these stories each story in these four issues are 17 pages each which covers are weirdly taken from splash pages they're not really covers per they're se awkward uh you can tell they were really new at, the, at, at what they wanted to do with the way they portrayed the comic uh also if you're using Marvel Unlimited, the guided view is very wonky and janky. So it, it it's wonky, it's janky. I also believe because Vinkman has constantly told us that the in the reprint, some of the pages are turned around. I can kind of feel it in one issue. I believe it's seven because it's very. No, it's some in five. It's mostly in five and a lot. And there's a little bit in seven and six where it just feels very short. Like the transitions there. You know how normally there'd be a transition with the line or a scene. You know, it just felt more smooth. Here yeah. is very boop, boop, boop. And it almost like when I had to do these breakdowns, there's parts where I just like kept to one story until it was at a good stopping point and then went back to the other, even though that's not how it reads and mm -hmm. that's just because it it almost doesn't make sense in some areas so i tried my best to kind of smooth it out as i talk mm -hmm. um if it is missing pages which is what it feels like i don't think it is though um but if it is i'm sure someone will yell did at you, me did you look at the variant cover to web of spider-man number one i did um and i wrote it in there i honestly did not if that is mayday i didn't know me either. Uh, uh, I... So obviously I don't have it. Yeah. But, you know, I, I couldn't tell if it was made Aaron. I mean, it is, it is the suit. 
So I'm honestly going to assume it's Mayday, but I'm not 100% sure. I've actually never seen that variant cover before. Thanks, Mike's World of Comics. <laughs> so yeah. anyway. Uh. So let's get down to business to defeat Let's get the down. Huns. <laughs> All right. So, that joke too. <laughs> so Spectacular Spider-Girl number five. Uh, Marvel Digital 2009, August, and it... Uh, Dropped August 12th, 2009. It was reprinted in Web of Spider-Man Volume 2, Issue 1. Cover date would have been December 2009. And it was released October 14th, 2009. I was a freshman in college. Holy crap. Anyway, features a variant cover that kind of looks like zombie Spider-Girl question mark. This is Zach's notes. And then I wrote possible, maybe, also been. It's a bit hard to say. Uh, so, title... Angels and Devils, Tom DeFalco, Ron Friends on script, plot, and pencils, and Sal Buscema on finished art. Breakdown, the Pine Barrens of New Jersey, a tw in the Pine Barrens of New Jersey, a tween and his mother are arguing. Brandon, the tween, has been telling his little sister stories again about the Jersey Devil, which short rundown for anyone not knowledgeable on North American cryptids, the Jersey Devil, also sometimes called the Devil of Leeds, is a bipedal kangaroo-like creature with a horse head, leathery bat wings, horns, small arms with clawed hands, legs with cloven hooves, and a forked tail. And you should definitely go down that wiki uh, rabbit hole and search for it because it's really fun. I like researching cryptids. Um, also called the Devil of Leeds because he was the 13th child of the Leeds family and like colonial tiny air in that area and is basically child of the devil. Uh, anyway, or or North American um, demon called Imsing, I believe. So anyway, it's a fun wiki hole. You should definitely go down it and have fun. All right. So anyway, um, Brandon's mom has had it with his nonsense. And despite Brandon seemingly terrified and telling her the Jersey Devil is real, she drags him outside to prove her point. Too bad there's a bat-like man creature chilling on her roof. Just chilling. Uh, the mom shines her flashlight on the creature, which causes him to causes them to screech and fly away, scaring the mom who holds her son in terror. We cut to darkness and Mayday's narrations. She's alive. Yay! Though her head is pounding, everything's a bit foggy as she wakes up and goes over her last memories. She hears voices, something about chains. And we see that she's tied in chains in a very dark, very cramped place. Our favorite mafia goons, Guido and Nunzio, have parked their car in the woods and are chatting about the possibility of the Jersey Devil. They wanted to dump Spider-Girl's body in the river, thus the heavy chains. But Silvio demanded her body be dumped in the Pine Barrens. Nunzio is pretty spooked by the Pine Barrens because of the Jersey Devil. But Guido doesn't believe in it. As they open the trunk of the car, they mention Kurt the Kid and Pat the Olive Eater, which I, I mean, I get the Olive Eater part, but now I also really need to know the story of why someone in the mob got called the Olive Eater. <laughs> I need this backstory, okay? Anyway. <laughs> if you're listening to us right now. I need this backstory. Anyway. Um, as I've lost everything. All right. Um, you know, Kurt and Pat have seen the Jersey Devil. Luckily, this is a nice distraction for Spider-Girl to bust out of those chains and 
uh, I wrote giveaway, but run away. Luckily, Spider-Girl lives. It was a great scene. As Spider-Girl gets away, she realizes how bad a shape she's in and thinks about how this wouldn't have happened if she hadn't have ditched April. She has to hope that April's realized what happened and is coming for her, right? <laughs> right? April surely is going to come for her, right? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, April is currently having some fun as she assumes her misguided as she assumes her misguided assumption that she is now the only living spider girl. Something sets off her spider sense, however, and that stops April in her tracks. And this is, I believe, where the pages get switched later. Like I said, something feels very cut short. Um, we cut back to May in the woods as she tries to pull herself, uh, pull herself together to just kind of. Uh, well, she's trying to pull herself together because she just got sick. Uh, from either the concussion or the pain, take your pick. Uh, and she keep, but she has to keep going, refusing to make to take a much needed rest or break because she knows she's not in any condition to climb the trees, and she doesn't feel confident that she can take on the goons just you know just yet. Like she's she's in pretty bad shape. May feels like she just needs to wait for April's rescue, that we all know isn't coming. Uh, so May's spider sense goes off, and as she turns to look in the direction of danger, we cut to our favorite goons who have come face-to-face -face with the Jersey Devil, um, who screeches at them. Probably about gun safety, if I'm being honest. That's totally <laughs> what the screeches were for. Um, May can't see exactly what's going on. However, only hearing things get things or people get hit and gunshots being fired and screaming lots and lots of screaming and it's not just the screeching of the jersey devil at first she really wants to keep going whatever is happening doesn't concern her especially not in her current condition but with great power there should also come you get it uh and may goes charging in as best she can into the woods where she finds the goons lying in the snow unconscious but they'll live April surely didn't attack them. She would have inflicted a lot more damage, as would a wild animal. So this, whatever attacked them isn't so wild. As May goes over to Guido, she finds him holding a rosary. Something tells May that this rosary isn't from, like, has to be from their attacker, because Guido just doesn't seem like the rosary type. Uh, we cut to Silvio being upset that Guido isn't answering him, and he's obviously a bit frustrated since he's just found out tombstone is dead from his police informant silvio speaks out loud as he destroys his own property and blames black tarantula for tombstone's death and ever the man for the perfect entrance black tarantula is just sitting there quietly in one of silvio's study chairs ready to talk to silvio about the gang war that's heating up mayday makes sure the goons are okay breaks their guns and borrows, uh, borrows, she does borrow it. I, I don't think she would have just stolen it. Um, so borrows the phone and car keys to get back to civilization to get help. But as he tries to get reception on the cell phone, her spider sense goes off again and her eyes are deceiving her. Clearly, they have to be. Because right in front of her, screeching, is Batwing. Again, quick little blurb for anyone who doesn't know. Uh, Batwing is James Jimmy Santini, as as I wrote, aka Bat 
Batwing again. So first appearance is 1995, Untold Tales of Spider-Man, and was created by Kurt the Kid Busick and Pat Oliveter Olaf. Uh, Jimmy basically drank contaminated water and turned into this gargoyle-like creature. And then his mom kind of pretty much abandons him because he's a freak of nature to her and leaving him to fend for himself. And Spider-Man used to try to bring the kid food and once tried to get the lizard to cure him. So, oh, well, lizard, Dr. Connors um, to cure him. So you can guess how that went because Connors then turned into a lizard. And anyway, Batwing is telling Spider-Girl that the bad men tried to hurt him and take what was his. And May is honestly just freaking out because, oh, my God, the Jersey Devil is real. Uh, So speaking of freaking out, we cut to Midtown uh, South Precinct, and Peter hasn't convinced Captain Ruiz that Spider-Girl is one of the real good guys, mostly because he's just told her he doesn't know what to say. And now Spider-Girl is connected to two murders because, you know, April killed Tombstone. So Ruiz is going to be ordering all units to bring Spider-Girl in. That went well. So Spider-Girl ducks out of Batwing swooping down, trying to get what's his from her, the rosary that she's holding. Uh, Honestly, May is just so tired. She's exhausted. She's barely got the strength to defend herself as Batwing slams her into a tree and drags her up into the air. Again, trying to get the rosary she has around her wrist, and she's not putting it together because she is just so tired. She momentarily starts to think things are just done. It's no use. It doesn't matter. April can probably be a better spider girl anyway. And thankfully, May shakes that off pretty quickly because she's May, Mayday Parker, the daughter of Spider-Man, and she doesn't give up. She never surrenders, which I believe is a callback to a spider girl issue almost verbatim. Um, I just can't remember the number because my brain does not like numbers right now. So anyway, she gives Batwing a really good punch to the face and he lets her go and she falls to the ground, which looked like it really hurt. (laughs) She just falls. But, you know, she's back to believing in herself, knowing she'll always find a way to win and survive. And that honestly is the most important thing. Meanwhile, April is dodging green smoke bombs. Hmm, wonder who that could be. Uh, Let's be fair. We've known her... We've known since her silhouette in the hotel room. It's Fury, the Goblin Queen. She's telling April that she knows she isn't the real Spider-Girl, and April isn't fooling anyone. Fury using fire and sonics to take April down. Meanwhile, in the snow of the Pine Barrens, Spider-Girl is woken up by a Catholic priest, Father Santini, who helps her into his truck, explaining he was there because one of his parishioners and her son had a scare that evening. And as May tells him that there were two other men in the woods, he tells her that they've been taken into custody. They also have a chat about demons and feeling overwhelmed and having the inner strength to be heroes when the going gets tough. As they drive back into the city, we see a close-up of Father Santini's rosary, which, of course, is the same rosary that Batwing was so partial to. And we end this issue of Spider-Girl asking to be dropped off at the entrance of the George Washington Bridge so she can get home and rest up. And we get a splash page of Fury taking April away to be continued. All right. So my thoughts. Um, she already said it in the review, but. Uh, of course, I was going to say it in the review. I wasn't expecting everyone to know Batwing. Um, but the uh, issue 
The first issue of Batwing was until Untold Tales of Spider-Man number two, cover dated October '95, released on August 17th. Uh, he would be a like she like she mentioned he would be a pretty frequent guest star in the book in the books. Um, Peter took pity on them uh, on him finding out that he was just a young boy. Um, the uh, incident that caused him to become the gargoyle was in the Carlsbad Caverns. Um, fun fact: my parents used to live in Carlsbad, New Mexico, and I never went to the caverns once. I mean, <laughs> in fairness, I was gonna make a Flint, Michigan joke, and I decided against it. So. Ooh, that that yeah. Well, if you've having been to New Mexico multiple times, um, yeah. you can tell that there's a reason that the government used it to test nuclear bombs. Anyway, um, so yeah, I think uh, issue five was the Ron Friends drawn um, lizard issue that I thought that you know because we mentioned in the Mister and Mrs. Spider Man. Uh, episode i mentioned that oh i think this is the first time him drawing the lizard and no he, he ha, 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 ha. it's full circle even though i told you that wasn't the only time that like yes, that wasn't the I, first know. Time. I i i know you did but like yeah so so full circle moment good job good job go me um there's gonna perfect. be a lot of go uses that we we have a questioned and mistaken uh and forgotten <laughs> We're starting. Oh God, Zach, we're starting to forget things. Uh, well, you know, it was good while it lasted. <laughs> oh God. Oh no. Uh, he oh, was no. cured. Okay. <laughs> Wing was cured in issue twenty-four of Untold Tales. Uh, so seeing here, yeah. here. Well, was okay, it? he was he was cured, but at the same time, wasn't he in the West Coast Avengers at some point? That I don't know. I'm pretty sure he was. The, the last time we all saw him in 616, he was in the West. He was, for some reason, hanging out with the West Coast Avengers. Why not? Um, so. I, I I love the fact that Jimmy is a priest that runs around as the Jersey Devil. Oh, it, yeah. That, no. <laughs> that amuses me to no end. It's, <laughs> it's uh, one of my favorite things about this issue is... The Jersey, the Jersey Devil is a priest, is a Catholic priest, <laughs> who really loves his rosary. Don't take his rosary. <laughs> and also, if he just wants to chill on a roof, don't flash a flashlight in his eyes. Like, come on, that's just rude. <laughs> anyway, um, Kelly, your thoughts on this issue? Um, obviously, uh, I love anything that brings cryptids in. Um, and uh i i'm always amused always amused um but i really i like how i i like how batwing is brought in i like how jim we kind of get to see jimmy santini um because in fairness we're getting to a point uh in this where there's we're seeing a lot of callbacks again you know i i keep saying it as we keep getting closer it's like we can kind of tell the writings on the wall here we kind of can tell things are coming to an end. And so this is where this really starts to feel like it is. And not not in a bad way, but just in a, okay, we're tying up some loose ends. Here's some characters that are near and dear to the team's hearts from previous things that, you know, we want to check in on and say hi and kind of bring into this world. 
and she, you know like for for jimmy this is like the best possible outcome for jimmy right. as batwing and so you know and everything he had to go through so it's nice to see okay he's still doing you know he's he's kind he's got a kindness about him there was a fly that like just flew straight to my eyeball um but um yay fruit flies they're all up here uh anyway the um you know just like i said we get to kind of see him we know he's okay he helps i mean he does he really does help may a lot because may may has gone through it like she she's still standing yeah you know this is this she's taken on a lot and she's she's going she's still going and we'll talk about this later because everything that transpires after this is literally the next day (laughs) yeah (laughs) so uh yeah so it's you know i i enjoyed this it's cute it's great got nothing else to say all right well that leads us to just don't swallow the fruit fly accord. <laughs> that was that one. That was that one time. I mean, in fairness, I am directly above the closet, my closet, which is kind of the whole point because the kitchen's here. Well, so anyway. All right. Spider Girl number six released on Marvel Digital in on September 16th of 2009, reprinted in Web of Spider-Man volume two, number two. Cover date is January of 2010, released on November 25th of 2009 the title of the of this particular story is like a fury scorned uh tom defalco ron friends script plot and pencils salby simmons does the finished art breakdown our issue begins with mayday battered and bruised crawling into her bedroom window when her spider sense tells her she's about to be ambushed may removes her mask it's nearly 2 a.m and her parents have been trying to call her for hours. May MJ fills in fills May in on what that she called a few hours ago, and that she no one had heard from April because Mayday's like my phone got broken in battle. I'm sorry. May is confused, and we then cut to elsewhere. Fury is monologuing to April about what she did. Fury killed Gwen Riley, and when and that she was named Connie Fredrickson, and that she may or may have been the daughter of Norman Osborn, and that she underwent the plastic surgery. And that Fury knows April's the clone of Spider-Girl. Fury reveals that she also knows that Peter was Spider-Man thanks to her letting it slip in their last encounter. Meanwhile, Don Silvio gets an update on Guido and Nunzio making him police custody. Black Tarantula is trying to implore Don to end the gang war as it's bad for business. He proposes that they join forces. Don doesn't seem to be very receptive to this idea. The next morning in Forest Hills, May awakens refreshed, but her right ankle is dodgy still. She looks in the mirror, applies her makeup to cover the bruises, and Peter informs May that Tombstone was found dead the night before from from Phil, and pay, May pass, passes off that she's aware of him. May wonders if April's involved, and then maybe that's why she's disappeared. MJ wonders if it's, if it's related to the gang war, and May says that she'll try to stay out of it until she can clear her name, and Peter whips, up, whips some new web shooters up. Back in Fury's hideout, May Fury relays the message to April. They are the true heirs of Norman Osborn, created to be used as living weapons against Spider-Man and his family, that they were discarded by the Order of the Goblin. April wonders if she has an off switch to the monologuing and if Fury is going to kill April. But no, Fury is trying to make it clear she has no intention to harm April. After all, they're practically family. 
Next day at school, Mayday explains her injuries due to a rough pickup basketball game, and Wes runs into them, calling Mayday Angel. He wants to talk to May and let her know that he tried calling last night, but he couldn't get through. So in case he lost his digits, here's he gave him he gives his number. They were they were all unlisted. It's not that they didn't go through. He couldn't oh, find right. them. They were unlisted. That's right. That's right. Excuse me. Sorry. Um, we cut to why I'm covering the issue. My favorite buddy cop duo of Kane and Dark Devil are trailing Renee Santo DeSantos. Kane knows his schedule, and Dark Devil remarks that if he knows, then someone else knows that this. Just as this is said, Fury attacks them, knocking them out temporarily. May is trying to explain the situation with Davida and Courtney when her spider sense goes off. She, May sees Fury and tells everyone to clear the area. Something about it, bad's about to happen. May goes to, quote, find a cop when Simone is dropped off at school. Jean meets her and they talk about and they talk before Renee's car is attacked. Fury does her best Willem Dafoe impression before grabbing the car and throwing it like it's nothing in front of Simone, who yells for her father. Just as, as, as it's about to land, May catches the car and sets it down. Fury remarks that the clones swore Mayday was dead and that Mayday suddenly feels guilty about it. She's trying to dodge the attacks and can't see. May then tries to force her indoors and Fury th just throws a bomb at the place, blowing it up. Simone is being held back by Jean, who says that they need to go, but she refuses. She wants to help her dad. Fury hears her yell for her father and snatches her up. Jean wonders aloud what to do while Wes says, anything and jumps and springs into action. He grabs Simone's leg, remarking about how much of a bad idea maybe this was. May is trapped under the rubble and Wes, losing his grip, fall is falling to his doom to be continued. You are in rare form tonight. I am. I'm sorry. That's fine. That's fine. All right. So, yeah. Anyway, um, I I really like um, yeah. No, I really like seeing how May's friends react to this danger. Like, th this is the first time that they are really like everybody is up and close. Um, so you know, David is not going isn't going blindly. She's not going to run blindly without knowing where her friends are and where May is. And she can't find May. Uh, you know, we see Simone might be a giant brat, but she's not going to just stand there while something happens to her dad. Mm -hmm. You know, like that is her dad. Jean just kind of stands there. Um, Jean freezes. Definitely freezes. I, I don't like there's Jean is just a piece of work, man. And then, of course, there's Wes. Uh, my what you know, my Wes. At this point, this is the thing that like really makes Wes my favorite. Which is, you know, he he just runs, man. He's gonna run in. There is no thoughts in that boy's head. Just go, just go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab this. I'm gonna grab my classmate to try to save her from this supervillain. I mean, Wes, there what are, are you no doing? Thoughts. There are no thoughts. Just, just, just. Just gonna go. Just the hero cop. Like this is like true. Uh, he's not like he's not a himbo, but like it, this is himbo vibes, which is good. Like this is good. This is what Gene could be. Um, you know, but not. So I I really like I really like Wes here. Just being so so dumb, so great and so dumb. Um. So <laughs> so anyway. Um. 
you know, it, it, he like the thing is he's gonna he's going to go. This is what we really saw was a lot of their hearts, which kind of shows you like even though Simone is not the greatest person in the world, she's not she's human, mm-hmm. and she does have things that she loves and things she's willing to fight for. Yes, and that is her dad, and so you know, just kind of seeing how they react in these situations is a lot of fun and I enjoy it and I enjoy seeing the friends be heroes because that's always fun even if they really just make things worse um but beyond that you know obviously this issue is setting us up for the next act next act of Fury's Revenge and this is something I really want to point out because you know in the past Fury has kind of been she's always worked her own game but she always thought she had the support of the cult she didn't understand that ultimately she was just a pawn which there's some sexism going on in that situation as well with that. I don't think she fully realized um, until she got casted out. And, you know, I, I really, I just, I get her wanting to build her own empire and kind of her revenge and show, you know, just kind of like, look, they've used her all of her life and she trusted Renee and he tossed her aside the moment, you know, he could get, into Norman's good grace, Norman Os, you know, original Norman Osborne's good graces, Norman Osborne Senior. So, like, she's completely nutso. She is completely psychotic, but she has a lot of self worth, and she won't take being treated like a disposable pawn, which I appreciate. I think that that's a lot of fun, and it's something you know she identifies. She also sees this and identifies in this, like this casted out person, with April. And that's why she wants to build the alliance. And I do think that Fury means it. Like, she's not playing April here. She really wants April on her side. No, I I agree with that 100%. You know, and there's a little bit of manipulation, too, I think. Well, I don't think Fury knows any better. That's also the thing there about the manipulation. Like, I don't... Fury right now is all alone. Completely. She's gone completely rogue with good reason. And she has nobody else to turn to. And she is just angry. And honestly, and very appropriately angry. This version of Fury is is probably the one I prefer um, just because she isn't a pawn. She is, you know, it's cool to see these these characters become have, you know, gain the layers that they do and, and having now, you know, because it's been a long time until we got close to this era i had not reread these issues in a long time and i would, I would honestly this is the way i would take fury so you know how like there's this these conspiracy theories about shelly miss uh miscavige from scientology yes I so mean, where, is, where, what, is where is shelly so it, this would be more like what if shelly broke out and started her own cult that's that's where fury's that's kind of the fury mindset here. Like she's still indoctrinated in all of it. She still believes in all of it, but she knows she's been burned and used and screwed up and she's going to forge her own path within it. I also really like how they very organically give her a similar arc as a goblin to, to Norman. She finds out, the Parker history and the Parker connection 
And now she's using that as a means to manipulate. Well, she's using it as a means to manipulate, but you notice she's not using it the way most others would. She's not sure. playing like she's not playing like she's not going to go destroy their home life. She has no intentions of stealing MJ or Peter or the baby or doing anything directly with Spider-Girl. And I, in fact, actually, if Spider-Girl hadn't have gotten in the way here, like if May had stayed home and never known this happened until way after, Renee yeah. just would have been taken. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. It, it's one of those things that, you know, what if... Um, what if she hadn't have interfered? Would would her would the situation had been worse or better or what what would have happened? So th these are these kinds of things because it's like Fury's main goal was not to destroy the Parkers. Right now, her goal is to destroy Renee and get her revenge on the god like the Order of the Goblin. She just needs, she felt like she, April, it, it's April, like, she doesn't care if April feels like she deserves some of that. In her brain, she needs April, and April is the most logical partner because of their shared history. Yes. So, April just doesn't quite see it that way, which we'll talk about April later. But yeah, no, I really enjoy it. Like, I don't know, there's, this is the part that, like, to me, it's like, there's more, there's more to Fury, there's more stories with Fury. Because this is truly where, like, she's been a, she she has been a a dangerous adversary, but now things are getting personal for her, and that makes her more unhinged, more dangerous, and more just like it, you can do juicier stories now with her. Agreed. She, she's no longer tied to the Order of the Goblin. She is out for herself, and that makes her far more dangerous. And I just I I enjoy that part very much so let's go to the comments unfortunately we got walter making fart jokes hi walter why are you even putting it up why do you uh, even make mention of it just ignore it uh he also makes the notices the gray hair in my beard well uh, thanks thanks walter i'm not self-conscious um we got wes maybe an empty head here but his heart is pure gold well yeah so, that's the whole point that's the whole point um, he, is, he is the Brendan Fraser um, <laughs> 90s character. Uh, from Encino Man? Yeah. Well, Encino Man, George of the Jungle, technically. Uh, George of the Jungle. Bedazzled. Monkey's Paw. That. There's a lot of stuff with Brendan Fraser where he's just heart of gold. Yes. Um, yeah, we got... Um, yeah, Ryan does confirm that it was West Coast. He was mentioned in, West, in the Avengers Initiative. Um, okay, well, so, I think we're good yeah. on comments. I honestly that, don't know why we needed a comment break. <laughs> well, I was just <laughs> sorry, doing it. sorry, Walter. I just don't feel like we need that. So, anyway, all right, anyway, so, um, let's go to my uh last issue of the night, which is Spectacular Wait, Spider Girl. What are you talking about? I haven't done mine. We haven't what? gone over seven yet. Calm down. I, I said my last issue that I'm that I'm doing. The recap. Yeah, but I haven't done seven yet. Oh, oh God! I did. It. I'm doing eight, not seven. My bad. I'm. I'm okay. I'm shutting up. I'm I, I could. I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm. 
Okay. I will, I will make I will make jokes after we're off air because this is this is a very senior moment. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So Spectacular Spider-Girl issue seven, info Marvel Digital 2009, uh, which was dropped October 20th, 2009. It was reprinted in Web of Spider-Man volume two, issue three. The cover date for that is February 2010, and it was released December 9th, 2009. Um, And you wrote weird that it was only two weeks between releases, but I do believe that it was a double at some point. Anyway. So, the title is Whom Gods Destroy. Uh, Tom DeFalco and Ron Friends on script, plot, and pencils, and Sal Bishema on finished art. So, May tries to get Fury to chase her into a building, though it didn't quite work as the building now is coming down. May having to hold the debris up on her back as she dodges the explosions that sends the building crumbling down and gets out of harm's way. Her ankle is still hurting from the tombstone battle that was literally last night, and she didn't get in until 2 a.m. and only got five hours of sleep, but I don't I don't know how she's doing this. Um, so anyway, um, her spider sense alerts her to Fury flying off with one hostage and another student of Midtown High falling to his doom. It's Wes, as we saw in the last issue. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. So May makes quick work uh, to kind of use momentum to get herself up to catch him, realizing just how much she really depends on her web shooters to help her save the day. Wes gets a cute call back to the Superman Reeves Kidder line. And May quickly thinks of a way to get them to safety, referencing the 2000 classic Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon movie starring Academy Award winning actress Michelle Yeoh. Um, And she runs atop the trees, slowing them down to safety and lands west to the ground. Although due to the momentum, May does dislocate her shoulder in the process. Ouch. Um, Fury holds on to Simone as Simone screams and Fury tells Simone that Renee is going to pay for betraying her and ter- turning the order of the goblin against her. As Wes asks if Spider-Girl is all right, Kane and Dark Devil come in, uh, Kane chastising Spider-Girl for not using her web shooters and Dark Devil for once actually openly saying he wants to check to see if Spider-Girl is okay. Kane says Spider-Girl is fine, besides a dislocated shoulder, and helps fix it pretty quickly, causing Wes to get sick from the sight. And Spider-Girl to tell, um, and Spider-Girl tells Kane, when he fixes it, that he is the absolute worst. Which, you know, it's cute. It's adorable. I love it. This is, this whole scene is exactly why I wanted it. Um, uh, I wanted to talk about it. So anyway, Kane realizes Wes got sick and is kind of skeeved out which amuses Dark Devil to literal no end. Knowing that Kane is squeamish is something Dark Devil is now going to use forever. Um, So it's just a cute family teasing. um, uh, But the cute family teasing must end because the police have shown up to arrest Spider-Girl in question to the recent murders and Dark Devil teases that her father must be so proud. And Kane tells them that they need to leave now. So Dark Devil calls Kane uncle as he teleports, poofs himself, and Spider Girl out of there. Wes is kind of beside himself, uh, seeing them vanish. Uh, that like blows his brain, and he tells Kane that he never got a chance to tell Spider Girl thank you. 
Kane tells him that the way Spider-Girl was looking at him, which, huh? Like, how can you tell in the mask, Kane? Um, that, you know, anyway, that he'll get his chance. And then he, and this is a dumb term, but I'm sticking to it. And then Kane stunts on the NYPD with his federal badge. He does. He stunts on them. That was me doing the um, the Conor McGregor walk. Oh, I mean, I took it from hip hop. I'm, I'm, well, no, yeah. Anyway, Kane speaks to Whedon, who is a bit upset that Kane just out outed himself uh, as their team is meant to be a ghost, a secret operation. It's why they are literally headquartered up under an abandoned carnival area. But as Kane explains to Fury uh, that Fury just attacked Renee, the leader of the New York branch of the Goblin Cult, in front of Midtown High, and Renee might need to be taken into protective custody, all is forgiven. Because uh, this can be used to the federal, this can be used for federal advantage. So we cut to Midtown High, where Mary Jane is in Slattery's office. She came in on her day off for anyone who needs counseling after the traumatic events that transpired. And even though classes were canceled, um, students are still in the hallways, including Courtney, Moose, and Davida. Mary Jane asks if they've seen Mayday, and but they said that they haven't seen her since she told them to run. Courtney mentioning it, uh, mentioning that it was like May knew danger was coming. Mary Jane knows she needs to have more faith in May, but that's her baby. She's worried. What's happening with her daughter? As Dark Devil try, uh, tries to get Spider-Girl to slow down, she's in no condition to fight. Spider-Girl isn't planning on stopping, and she's not going to take a rest while Fury has April and Simone. Dark Devil tells her she's being unreasonable, but May isn't going to hear it. Simone and April are counting on her, and she's not about to give up on them. She's not about to fail April. You know how April was about to fail her? Anyway. Uh, Fury has taken Simone back to the hideout, and as Simone questions Fury, and we find out Simone thinks her dad is a corporate lawyer, and that's where we think the baby and the corporate lawyer stuff from Mr. and Master Spider-Man came from, we forgot. There is another scene that pretty much confirms that me and Zach are stupid. Um, so anyway. We're not <laughs> stupid. We just, stupid. we have a lot of things in our brain, and sometimes we forget. I forget. It's the gray. Oh, we're stupid. Um, so um, I forgot that line. It, it, literally, where I was like, I forgot that line was there. I take back all the things. Uh, so anyway, poor Simone. Honestly, um, you know, she is a big brat, but she's been through a lot and deserves a lot more than being tied to Jean and letting Jean treat her like he has. And that is a rant for another time. And we'll talk about it after this because I will at least I'm going to talk about this because honestly, Gene is trash. Gene is the Zach Morris of <laughs> High. All right, so I said that that's like that's like but his character traits. Anyway, Fury knocks Simone out and tells April that the original Spider Girl is still alive. April immediately, almost subconsciously, changes into her blue suit the moment she sees, she hears that May, May isn't dead, something Fury notices right away. Fury gloats and teases, calling April a poor little clone, and tells April that she's counting on Spider-Girl to come find her and the hideout. And April tells Fury she might have something to help lure Spider-Girl here and gives her the Spider-Sense tracker device that May gave her. 
Meanwhile, Black Tarantula plays plays round with chess pieces because he's not really playing chess. Uh, as he talks to Chesbro and Anya about the offer he gave Silvio. But as they talk about using diplomacy over violence, the penthouse is blown up. Well, there's that. Uh, so May gets distraught as she loses her. She can't feel her anymore, um, which I, I'm assuming it's April. She feels like she's failed. She's let April down when she needed May the most. And as Dark Devil actually tries to lift her spirits up, May doesn't want to hear it. She lashes out and uses Dark Devil's old teases against her, which is another callback to the beginning of Spider-Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, reminds him of when he told her that she couldn't hack it and how he's right. Congratulations. After a bit, Dark Devil calls Spider-Girl by her name, May, and tells her that she's become the hero they all aspire to be. Before May and Riley could really have a heart-to-heart, May's spider sense goes off. Wait a minute. April must have found a way to contact her. She's getting a signal that could not be any clearer. Riley tells her that he is right behind her, and she thanks him for the pep talk, teasing that he must have not really meant it, though. And in classic Dark Devil fashion, he replies nonchalantly, and they run on to save the day. Fury, being all dramatic in the darkness, reminds us that this is a trap. Fury's warehouse is next to a cemetery. And while Spider-Girl is stubbornly going to find a way in before any backup can be called, Dark Devil pretty much gives in quickly and just transports them in. Because that's a great plan. And spotlight and a spotlight that has been placed on Simone with Fury right behind her, letting her letting Fury give all of this dramatic segue to lean in to dramatics a dramatic stage entrance for a very venomously looking April, who is now Fury's partner, to be concluded. Dun dun dun. Um, soundboard. Anyway, what are your thoughts? okay um (laughs) listen the 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 dark devil bits are my favorite parts and it's why i get so damn here it's like it it seems like every dark devil appearance basically halfway from amazing to now has been like we're gonna have this heart to heart damn it and then it never happens and It irritates me, um, but I love it at the same time. Uh, the West scene is amazing. Uh, it's like Kane knows that May's got a crush on Wes, but like how? I don't know. Maybe he's been watching in the shadows again, which Kane, you've got to get a new shtick. Um, I just, I mean, I, I enjoy it because one, like, well, here's the thing. I think it's very obvious just there's there's chemistry between may and wes which i think is funny um because you know the first thing he did once you know they got down was he checked on her you know wes checked on her and she very because it it almost seems smaller like with the way the lettering was where they were talking quietly and she seemed very a little bit more vulnerable than i think she would be to someone else saying, you know, she's not having a great day, not having a good time. Um, and then that's one of my favorite things is just the fact that Kane, like just got, Kane barges in. It's 
like Kane was like, and Kane you know how like the Kane's the chap the dance the parent chaperone like the like back up, and but he only does it in his way. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm dead. <laughs> Kane is a chaperone. No, Kane- Tell me that that's not how this this reads, especially because he immediately just goes because like even Dark Devil's like, we need to check on her. Like, is she okay? Well, you know he's yelling at her, and Kane doesn't normally like or not yell, but you know what I mean. Kane doesn't normally chastise her like yeah. that, so it was just it was like, all right, dude. Like, thanks for um doing that. Like, and, it's like, you know, and then it's... immediately like without warning, without hesitation, without explaining things, which normally I think Kane always explains stuff to May. Right. About like, hey, this is gonna hurt. No, no, no. Just just let's let's go. Let's just, you know, well, re- relocate I, your shoulder. In 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 defense, I think he didn't want he wanted her to be because like if you tell Oh yeah, somebody, no, I know it's it's gonna hurt and you're gonna brace up and then it's it's harder. But like it, it's just it's the way it happens is so funny to me. <laughs> It's a bit of a dick move, but you know it's the correct dick move at that point. Yeah, and then it's just really, like I said, and Wes then gets sick, um, and Riley is just so amused. He thinks this is, a, yeah, he is. This is where you see more of Riley, though. Well, like, like I said, and that's one reason why, like, in my breakdown, I had to, like, I dropped the Dark Devil and I had to say Riley, because this is Riley, just like when he goes Uncle Kane. Yeah, yeah. That's the first time we see him say Uncle to Kane in front of her. Now, of course, she is just out of it. She's so out you of know. it. And normally she would have known. And, like, he's dropping, he's dropping hints. Oh, that was like, like, at this point, Riley is coming in like a freight train. Like, I want to say this so bad. Because, too, it's like, does is May aware that, well, I mean, I guess at this point she'd have to be because of everything that happened at the end of Amazing. But at the same time, like, is she really, does she even comprehend that he called her May? Like, he knows who she is. Because, you know what I mean? Because it's like, I don't, we don't know if she knows the about knows. him. Yeah. And of course, obviously, we could say that there's that mysterious, amazing 31st issue where this I mean, is all explained. Um, but <laughs> amazing. But, you know, like I said, it's if it's not, Riley is just coming in like a freight train at this point, which I, I understand his mindset too because you know he's now seeing how they're handling clone a clone of may and he's like wait maybe they could accept me mm-hmm. absolutely like you know, there is a lot of subtext there that i that i i completely agree with i think i think there's and you because... know, riley's, riley's doing it in riley's way which is i'm just gonna drop hints like a passive aggressive weirdo until someone picks it up. <laughs> well, I mean, he learned from the best passive aggressive weirdo in Kane. Okay. I, I mean, know, but like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's really funny, but you know, I really enjoy the heart to heart. Um, and I think, I don't think May is an idiot. I just think May is running on fumes. You why? Know? 
<laughs> like, I mean, I think like May would have probably connected the dots, especially after him, the way that he comes to her and saying like uncle and stuff like that, had she been running on all cylinders. Yeah. Or maybe if they had had more time with uh, Gwen Riley. Mm. Yeah. Because there's also that, like, let's be fair here. Somebody basically pretending to be Briley's sister. <laughs> and like immediately got murdered. <laughs> so there's there's a lot of emotions Neil, running through doing? Riley, I think, at this time. So yeah. Neil Neil Neil's Neil sent me an image. I'll I'll, I'll oh, post no. it. Do we have to? Um is it appropriate? Oh good lord. Now my all right. Yeah, your 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 video is frozen. There you go, no. you're back. Anyway, okay. so yeah, so what are your thoughts as oh. i kind of like listen i i mean i kind of i've kind of already said it i mean the 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 stuff in this issue is a lot of a lot of fun um that i mean the, the dark devil stuff is gold so i i enjoyed it, it it's a it's a fun story the, the the opening with wes falling to his doom almost falling to his doom was was a was a great um just the way the, the payoff was uh and and the way may in just worked on instinct and you know <laughs> i think all she has at this point is instinct because yeah, I, I don't know how she's standing dude she's she's purely out of trouble and you know like the time period that because uh, i i don't know how much time passes between eight and nine but you know like if lot. it was three day she probably slept for two days <laughs> I hope so you know, uh, but we don't yeah. know. So yeah, so it's it's a uh, so yeah, it's it's well, great. It's so all right, so we're moving on to eight. This is my the final rundown of the night and my final rundown of the night. Now it is instead of earlier because you know I'm. You just wanted to skip over the best the best Dark Devil scene. I know. I'm sorry. Anyway. I can't believe you. I can't believe you wanted to skip over that. I wasn't wanting to skip over it. I just accidentally skipped over it because uh-huh. old man itis. Okay. Anyway, so I mean, what was it? Six. Sorry, I was messing. I was trying to think of the really bad dad number joke. No. Seven, right. eight, nine. No. You were oh. just eight. Eight was getting payback yeah. for. Um, so (laughs) Spectacular Spider-Girl number 8 Marvel Digital release was 11-11 Make-A-Wish 2009 reprinted in Web of Spider-Man number 4 First They Make Mad is the title Tom DeFalco, Ron Friends, Salvi Sema Okay, our cover is the final three-quarter splash page from last issue which we open with Fury attacking May with with an actual opening, opening splash page we have May doing a bit of recap exposition, bringing new readers up to speed as to what's going on. This is going to be a part of an, part of an anthology book at this point. Anyway, Dark Devil is fighting April. Riley is trying to ra- rationalize why she would help Fury and really trying hard to dodge the attacks. He casually mentioned that he was severely injured the last time he fought a symbiote and he'd rather not have history repeating itself. Dark Devil is confused uh, and wants to understand wants to understand what's going on. April ex- explains that she has a bomb collar strapped to her and that she's only following orders for now. May barely dodged the brazer bats and Fury notices that May isn't moving as quick as she once did. 
May repels from the tube that was housing April towards Fury as they go outside to fight. It's raining, and May remarks to herself to add pneumonia to her other woes. On the plus side, it can't get worse? Can't it? At Cafe Indigo. Wes has met up with the gang, and they are making sure he's okay. Jimmy remarks that he can't die because he's got to draw the comic, which I mean, Ron, you can't die either, so... Um, Davida wants to show wants to know why she he did what he did. He chalks it up to instinct, and he's thankful that Spider Girl saved him. He wonders where May is, and Davida reassures him that she's safe since she talks to MJ. Wes thinks that there's something really familiar about her that she kind of reminds him of. He doesn't say, but he's wide eyed. Back to our fight. May has our fury has may in her clutches blaming her for everything that's gone wrong such as turning the order of the goblin against her causing her to to wage war against them may kind of remarks that she's a special kind of crazy and back inside april becomes gumby like slithering away from daredevil's kicks he remarks that this is something that venom and carnage couldn't do and she remarks because she's a she was a hybrid she is different she tosses him into the tube with that's kind of filled with water simone Starts screaming in terror, which causes May to stop for a brief moment. Fury takes advantage and spreads her wings. Literally, we learn that it was Fury who... She learns that it was Fury that killed Gwen Riley, that it killed two birds with one stone, eliminated a potential rival, distract May with the murder, and then May tells... Then tells May she's about to do the same with Simone, MJ, and her baby brother. Fury... Uh, Grew up with the classics, you see, and like the Furies of ancient mythology, she wants to have May suffer, and she intends to drive May stark raving mad. Meanwhile, at Midtown South Precinct, Renee is being interviewed by Drasco, and Renee isn't happy that they're, they aren't out looking for her Simone. Peter knows that something's off, and he looks into the, as, as he looks into the interrogation room with Reese. Peter says that there's something familiar about Renee. Reese kind of run, runs down who he is, former ADA, may have turned to the dark side, has financial ties to the underworld. They are interrupted by a beat cop who tells them that a Fed is here to talk to them. Wheaton walks in with Kane and informs them that they want the Jane Doe and that they're taking Renee into custody, the Jane Doe being Gwen Riley. Reese is suspicious. Wheaton informs them that they have operatives on the case and Peter demands to know who they are. He's particularly looking annoyed with Kane. As I put in parentheses, back in at the hideout, April has Dark Devil by the throat and tells him that she has so much in common with Fury. They're two lost souls that were robbed of their true destinies. Dark Devil says that it's not true, not anymore. She has a family that cares and loves her. She can't change the way she was born, but she can choose the way to live. Oh, gee, Riley, pot, meat, kettle, as I wrote in all caps. April has He's learning. That's what I he's know. trying to do. Jeez, it's called character growth. I know. I'm just. I had to make a joke about. It. Anyway, April That's a has bad joke. Okay, well, I'm full of bad jokes tonight. You are. Move on. <laughs> April hesitates, and the cracks begin to give way, and the water causes the tube to crack. Simone yells for her daddy again, and Fury takes off. May knows knows that her punches are lacking power. She's running on fumes, and Mayday continues to fight, continues to try. Meanwhile, at Don Silvio's house, Man Mountain is back and aghast at the fact that Don pull, had pulled the trigger on the assassination attempt. Don replies that Black Tarantula disrespected him by showing up to his house and that he was forced to retaliate. That Black Tarantula only had himself to blame for all the destruction and the casualties that will result in the gang war that will erupt. Back at the hideout, Dark Devil asks April what it will, what it will be, transcend the past or remain trapped by it. 
Simone keeps screaming and Shriri shows up, ready to kill. She's surprised that the spider clone hasn't gotten around to doing it so far. April is a taking a, taken aback by her accusation and Fury tosses May around like a ragdoll. Fury throws a, punch, a bunch of razor bats to finish Simone off, but Dark Devil grabs them in time but via teleportation. April remarks that he's still an amateur compared to her and pulls the collar off herself, or rather through herself, and tosses it to Fury. April jumps on her and says that she's not the clone and that Fury should have trusted her. Just as she's about to deliver the king low, she sees Dark Devil in May and stops herself, reforming herself back to her Spider-Girl blue suit and says... They will just cart her off to jail. Sometime later, Kane supervises Fury's capture, talking to Mayday. Kane sort of fills Mayday in on the Gwen Riley situation, and that Fury will be dropped in a big hole by Whedon, and that Whedon is now owed a favor to May. May wonders if the cops will get her off her off the case, and wonders what will happen happens with Simone and her dad. That all depends if he rolls over on the Goblet Cult. Kane addresses that May doesn't want to talk about April, and Kane says there's a difference between blood and family. Oh, gee, Kane, maybe we should tell her more. Uh, shortly thereafter... I mean, look, somebody... <laughs> Riley surely wants to say more. Riley wants to say more. Kane should say more. There's, there should be more clones talking to our character here. That's my point. Uh, shortly thereafter, um, April and Mayday head home. April thinks she's getting the hang of things, and May wonders why... She didn't April remove the bomb off sooner? April remarks that she's got a lot to learn, that it's a good thing that she has May around a teacher as we zoom in on her face and she's kind of got a more of a furrowed brow. The end for now. Kelly, your thoughts on this? Yeah. So, um, let me get through all of your, your breakdown to get to it. But yeah, um, once again, uh, I've got egg all over my face uh, and knew, you know, I remember originally where we were like, yeah, we kept talking about it like this entire time that it was always Renee and that one issue. And now I don't feel it um, <laughs> as the guy, Mr. and Mr. Spider-Man. And, but, you know, we all just totally forgot that he used to be a district attorney. Cause that was the thing that like, I was like, no, he's never been a district attorney. I don't think he's a corporate lawyer. We forgot. Cause we just, <laughs> you know he's the leader of the cult it's all a front or he's just their lawyer he's the lawyer of the order of the goblin so anyway um and i wrote on here to tell on myself i don't reread the april issues for fun i just don't it's kind of hard for me uh, we've discussed some of that um, but, you know, I guess I should because I really did forget how much Fury came into her own here. As I stated earlier, she's menacing. Truly, there's there is a panel here where she is standing over um, May. She's standing over Spider-Girl. And I'm talking about like she looks completely demonic. She she looks yeah. like the Chernabog from Fantasia almost like I mean, she is truly menacing. And um you know, because as I stated earlier, it's like she's always she's always been a threat, but it was almost more like it was fun to her. She was kind of playing around. And now because this is so personal and she's been so hurt um, and learned just how disposable she really was, you know, it's it, there. Like I said, there's more story to be told here. There's more that could be done with her. And I hate that this is kind of really the last time we see her, Um, you know, yeah. but. 
there there could have been more. And then uh, I wrote, and also April, because let's chat about all that and chat about <laughs> these last four issues, these last eight issues, um, because these issues really show you how April thinks and how she's really only getting more selfish. Uh, you know, we see May is refusing to be self selfish, even when she really needs to like her to her detriment. She is going to go out there and she's going to be selfless. And April is kind of like, she's going to play whatever game is the winning team mm -hmm. as we noticed here. Um, and it's starting to be less about how little she really knows. You know, because she's learned a lot in these last two days. Um, <laughs> and I know it's only been two days, but like there's she's it, it's getting to the point where we're really seeing like April is not naturally good, which is something May assumes. Which is kind of. Uh, it, it's I mean, May doesn't know better. She doesn't know better. Um, right. But, you know, it's this is a good a good argument of nature versus nurture. You know, a little bit, but at the same time, it's not like April was even really, truly nurtured at all. She stayed in a stasis yeah. chamber. She probably did have some implanted memories. Obviously, I know from the fact that we have to constantly remind people uh, in discords that, uh, you know, she didn't have memories from teenage May implanted in her brain. She read May's diary. That's the only reason she knew anything. Yeah, no, she... Um, there she wasn't... was a she was a experiment that essentially became defunct when Norman died. So there were probably memories implanted in her about okay, you're the true daughter of Spider-Man. You're gonna go out and do this. Like that was kind of like because you know science fictiony. This is the implants that are in her brain. Well, and and, and... there's not like the order of the Goblin might have like tweaked some things, but they wouldn't have known who May was. They didn't know who Peter was. So the thing no. that the big difference between April and say a Ben Riley or a Kane, not even a Kane. I mean, Kane really didn't get the memories. They're very Kane and, and April are very similar in the sense of uh, Kane was discarded very quickly because of the clone generation with Ben, there was hypnosis. And then there was the RNA Im implantation that happened via, via miles. So, had that not happened, then they wouldn't have had the, the matching up of the, of the memories. So you don't probably have that with April as a result. And so, like you say, had she not read the diary, she wouldn't have known what what end was up. And so that is a big difference between this spider clone and other spider clones. And too, it's like, yes, she's been played as well she was experimented on she was treated very inhumanely honestly but the thing is is like there's this situation like uh, as I, I wrote in here it's like you know we we said last episode may has all the best of peter and mj's traits all of their good traits all the things that we like about them may has them and everything that you know we have criticized peter and mj for in the past in the 616 mostly less so here but you know in the 616 all of those kind of negative traits things that you know the spider fandom like to bring out especially talking about mary jane even though they don't understand the context um those are in april 
and they're being magnified. Now, could they be magnified due to, like I said, science fiction-y stuff? Possibly. Totally possible. But this, I think, is also more just, she's just kind of that person. That's just who she's built to be, I guess. And, you know, it, it she needs to work harder yeah. at being a good person. It needs to be more mindful of that. And we're just not seeing it. Like, it's fe- it's almost like all of these worst traits are festering and they're getting more darkly twisted, um, either because of her alien DNA, which I actually think, had things been explored, I think that that might be what's really kind of twisting things. Oh, 100%. Because she is, you know, we talk about oh, Venom. Like, the thing is, is, again, she's not wearing a symbiote. She is a symbiote. <laughs> The, and, this alien DNA is spliced in her. This is that's just as much a part of her as human. She's not completely human. Yeah, and we know that symbiotes amplify the negativity. Now, this is not something that originally was in the comics. Josh, don't come after me. I know, but Josh it's been, He does. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Josh. Um, but one of Josh's pet peeves is that the '90s show is really what el- brought that element of yeah. negativity, and then obviously it's kind of been slowly adapted. But we know historically now the negative feelings and stuff like that get amplified by by the symbiotes. So, and so imagine that being literally in your DNA. Yeah, and it's not like it's uh, the voice, you know. The, the voice over your shoulder talking to you it's just feeling that way yeah so so it's it's a little bit more nuanced a little bit more subtle but it's has a big clap of thunder i don't know if that came through on the mic but no <laughs> big clap of thunder yeah no <laughs> but yeah so it's Very like you said it's we're kind of seeing this and it's to me this is always the hardest part because you know we know what April's going to do. And obviously she learns a less big lesson on this in the end, but this is kind of why I don't reread it. Cause it's, this is, this is going to hurt me and I don't like it. So These anyway, next, um, five issues. Yeah. Yeah. Three issues, well, three issues here. And then there'll be the, f- the four minis, uh, and, the four issues from the mini and then spider man or spider girl the end so we yeah. are eight issues away from the dark ages the original, <laughs> the, it's not the dark ages but uh from a what i what i call the original run because there's not that much of a gap in between these um series Oh, and we will have a lot of the history stuff when we get to the end i'm sure i will be spending a good good chunk of time describing what was going on at Marvel at the time. Well, we need Guys. to go into Marvel and the fandom because I realized that that's something that we really do need to focus on is, you know, that the oh, fandom it... is not new. Some people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so. To point out to, uh, I was talking with our, our friend Sven, who I know. Yeah. Listens to show. Who is awesome and great. And, yeah, no, I, I sound, I sound that, that was probably a little too snarky. Everybody's great. It's just we have noticed 
that uh, me especially, it's particularly targeted at me, um, is not listened to as a person of knowledge when it comes and, to and spider crawl in frankly, our own discord. Frankly. <laughs> kind of weird. <laughs> okay. I've been a part of the spider girl fandom online. I, we, we were talking, I was talking, this was literally what I said to Sven and it made me feel so effing old. I, I, I joined crawl space in 2003. Shortly after I joined Crawl Space, I joined the Spider Girl message board in 2003. It's been 20 years. I'm old. <laughs> oh, that's why we can't remember anything. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kel. Uh, by the way, so uh, one, listen to Kelly people. All right. Also, Neil. Um, Gave us this lovely image of uh, Cain. What, what is this? I don't know. It's like Cain <laughs> moving a flag. Explain yourself, Neil. Uh, anyway, wait, is, uh, is, wait, Neil. Does that is that what? Because I called him like this. All started because I said that he was like the the chaperone at the dance. What kind of dances does Neil go to? Listen, I'm not from Houston, so there's probably some weird crap that, that goes know. on. Here, okay, but... yeah, no, that's just that's very weird. Um, so you know, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so I didn't get any emails this time. Kind of sad. I liked I liked us having a whole lot of chat, but I, you know, at least nothing bad, no weirdness. Um, so, <laughs> like last time, but I do want to give out a shout out, and I should have brought it closer to me, and I didn't. So hold on. So, uh, yes, Walter, I know you started re reading comics in the early 70s. Fine, shut up. But my, my point is, is that I've been online in the Spider-Girl community for 20 years. So anyway, right. uh, Vinkman sent me this awesome drawing of J2. So thank you, Vinkman. I just got them, along with uh, the comics you got me. I had this one, but I didn't have one that said not for sale. So I don't know why that says not for sale. And then Spider-Man Family, which I've stated I don't have because I actually totally forgot that it existed. You're welcome. So thank you, Vinkman. <laughs> I appreciate it. It was a very lovely surprise to get, especially because I was here today. So like I was able to actually oh. get it. So thank you. Round of applause for Vinkman. <laughs> <laughs> the best part is that you blow up on that one. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, um, all right. So, people, leave us a voicemail. Like, we haven't had a voicemail in like six months. If and people it don't like talking on the phone. I, I know. What I do, I'm. I feel, know. I'm. Make man make make Zach feel good. Leave him a voicemail. Maybe he'll answer it. For all <laughs> you know, he just might answer the call. Listen, um, I only do that with Ron. That's friend a, is that a deep cut now? <laughs> that's, uh, a make my, that's a Mayday Mondays joke. It is a Mayday Mondays joke. So I, I guess I need to explain what that joke. Uh, the, what's the I think you. That. I think you might need to explain what that. Why I'm making this joke. So, um, I think it was like one of our very early episodes of. I don't know, Walter. You're banned from leaving voicemails. I will not play it. Um, but. Uh, 
it, it was very early on in the, in the run of Make My Mate or Mayday, <laughs> Make My Mayday, of Mayday Mondays, and Ron called and left us a voicemail, and we were just and I remember it was happening like right before we were recording, and I didn't tell my co-host at the time, Gerard, that I said, "Hey, we we got a voicemail." He's like, "Oh, cool." And I was like, and I was like, "But I'm waiting to get, give it to you until we get to the end of the episode." I said, "Okay, open the voicemail." And so we kind of we were rec- pre-recording those at the time, so he went into his phone and record and listen to it and he so he got to hear some of his, his live reaction to um us getting that voicemail and so then ron went to leave a second voicemail and i accidentally took the um the where it goes directly to voicemail where this doesn't ring so i get this missed call alert and it's ron and i'm like i get a missed call from pencil from from you know, where, where Ron's from. And I'm like, hi. He was like, Oh, it's Ron. And I'm like, I had a, I had a good, nice five minute conversation with Ron friends. It was great. Good. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm glad that this happened. It's just more of like, this is so, th- this is why people don't leave voicemail sack. <sighs> well, I have it set up to where it's going to not ring on my end. So, okay. uh, Anyway. Please, yes, please make him feel better because he did actually have to renew it. Um, and we had a conversation about how is it worth it to renew it. So feel free to leave him a voicemail so it feels worth it. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. And <laughs> you can leave a voicemail for any of the shows. And that includes. Or just directly, just send him a voicemail. Make him feel, feel better. <laughs> well, I mean, if you like all the other shows on the network, then you can, yeah. Shut up, Neil. God, I got. Uh, so anyway, speak, yeah, speak, e- speaking of Neil, uh, the first episode of, of uh, Books of X is available on the YouTube channel. If you have not checked it out, also check out our shorts. We've gained, um, I, I think I said, was it 50 subscribers in the last month? So thank you to all our new subscribers. Um, I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, we got Warlin, um, I think is a new subscriber. Hello, Tevia. Um, so we've had a bunch of people jumping in and in and out of this episode. Um, okay, so, Kelly. Next, next episode. Up. Yes. So, uh, we're going to go through spec, uh, spec spider girl issues nine through 11 and finish the digital comics out. Um, we are getting to the Punisher mini and then to the end. Um, and again, it is not the actual end. Um, as we do still have our Shannon sightings in Captain America Corps, uh, mm-hmm. Spider-Verse, Web Warriors, etc., etc. So next episode will be issues 9 through 11. And what's going on in there is there's April and Jean. He moved on fast. Um, Wes gets suspiciously more helpful. And the gang war heats up in the conclusion of the digital run of Spectacular Spider-Girl. Yeah, that's right. We're uh, barreling ever on here on Make My Mayday. If you want to leave us some feedback, you can always leave us feedback at, join our Facebook page at Spidey Dude Network, uh, as well as Instagram. You got Twitter at Spidey Dude Radio and at Make My Mayday. YouTube is at Spidey Dude Radio Network if you're not watching us on YouTube. Instagram, 
Uh, you can also follow Kelly on Instagram too at uh, kmcdaniel28. TikTok. Uh, you can at make my mayday at Spidey Network on TikTok. Uh, be sure to watch our shorts too. Uh, if you like action figures, I'm going to be doing a Spider Girl one here pretty soon. I've it's on my it's on my list, so I'll I'll talk about that one as well as the stinger if I can ever find her head. Anyway, what did you uh, do with her head, it got lost in the move. I don't know what happened. So, that's, all right, that's weird. I got I got to find I got to go on eBay and buy a new head. <laughs> that's that is so weird. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> out of context anyway um but yeah thanks for thanks for watching if you're watching us live on youtube if you're listening to us on the audio edition leave us that five star review let us know how we're doing uh leave us the feedback on our emails at make my mayday at gmail.com or spidey dude radio network at gmail.com uh and leave us that voicemail voicemail number is 818-925-6631 follow us on our patreon page patreon.com slash spidey network thank you guys again to our patrons and we will see you guys next time here on Make Mine Mayday and the Spidey Dude Radio Network.